the career. Insanity versus ingenuity. Beloved, we need to quit running into the wall. What is insanity? Doing the same old thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you're in a dead-end job and you keep doing this dead-end job, expecting a different result, guess what? Probably not going to be a different result. I have to admire you, Janice. Stepping out in a career, moving from Michigan down here to pursue that career. I have to admire you, Tim. The continuity that's in your family unit to do that. You gave up your career. Well, you retired. You were at a point where you could do that, thank God, to move so that your wife could start her career. I have to admire you youngsters who would say, Go, Mom! Because it's taking her out of the home more. They had to give up some things. Yeah. You guys probably lived in the same area up there for most of your life, huh? It's new down here, isn't it? It's different, ain't it? We talk different down here, don't we? I admire you folks that you don't just go around the mountain and around the mountain and around the mountain expecting God to somehow do something. There comes a time when you need to use a little ingenuity and say, God gave me a brain, I'm going to use it. So the church, someone quoted this to me, I think it was Lonnie the other day, the modern church is like a football game. 20 men down on the field badly in need of rest, 20,000 fans in the stands badly in need of exercise. True. The 80-20 principle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Armchair quarterbacks. Well, he should have done this. Well, why don't you get down on the field and do it? Well, I don't want to get hurt. Stay in the stands. That's where you belong. You're a spectator. You're not a participant. And shut up. <laughs> no, kidding. That's the, I think... Uh, did you hear this story about the, the football game and... Um, they had a star player on the football team. And man, he, he just, every time he got the ball, he just scored, you know. And um, his name was Bubba, you know, of course. And so the things were going bad. They were not scoring. They were going the wrong way on the field. And the crowd kept yelling, give Bubba the ball. Give the ball to Bubba. Give Bubba the ball. Finally, the coach got tired of it. And he walked over to the sidelines and he looked at the stands and he said... Bubba don't want the ball. I mean, he's getting killed out there. And there's, you know, there's times when you feel like that. Everybody says, well, give it to Larry. Oh, Larry could do it. Oh, Larry's a great carpenter. Oh, Larry's not. Give it to Larry. And, and I feel like stepping up for Larry and saying, Larry don't want the ball, you know. It's time for somebody else to carry that ball. Amen? It's time for some of us to step up and say, you know, God's going to use me in leadership. God's going to use me in, in ministry. And this church won't be like that. This church is not going to be just a handful of people doing all the work. It ain't going to happen. Do I mean you've got to be a Sunday school teacher? You've got to be a WM leader or a men's minister? No, I mean that there has to be some ministry that you can perform that you are experiencing the reward of blessing out of. That's why I'm going to stir the pot continually. My job is to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. That's my job. And said, I'm going to be challenging you. And I'm going to love you. You know, I'm going to love you. Even though you get mad at me and say, quit picking on me. I'm going to love you and I'm going to keep picking on you. Because I'm not going to leave you the way I found you. I will have failed you if I do that. I'm no use to you. 
All right, let's move along. What happens when there is leadership with vision? Leaders with vision keep the people on the straight path. That's what the Bible says. And if you stay on the path in the will of God, you are going to be blessed. That's why I'm going to keep after you. Because once you taste the reward of ministry and you experience firsthand what happens as you minister, buddy, it'll be Katie bar the door. Nobody will be able to hold you back from then on. So an explanation from the word, leaders with vision keep the people on the straight path and they are blessed. And I'm going to have to stop right here. Leaders with vision do two things. They receive their instruction from God according to Numbers 12, 6. God said, I the Lord will speak unto him. And Deuteronomy 18, 20 and 21 says, But the prophet which shall presume to speak, thou shalt not be afraid of him. There's the positive and negative there. There are those who call themselves prophets or leaders or ministers or whatever that are not speaking for God. Don't worry about them. Their curses on you will have no effect. But there are those who are called of God. And when they speak, you need to listen. Leaders with vision do two things. Secondly, they lead their people to prosperity. Acts 2, 41 through 47. And Acts 4, 31 through 35. It's a New Testament pattern. And I'm going to come back to that. Because in this is the vision of our church. And I want to take time to do it right. I don't want to rush through it. So there's, there's quite a bit more in this first one that I don't have time to do this morning.